Okay, good afternoon, everybody. As Clary said, my name is Ellen Breen, and I'm from Dublin City University Library. And I'm going to talk about a project I've been involved in with a number of Irish institutions and some colleagues here in the room, and it's called My, my or I, which is me Measuring Your Research Impact, and it's an open access bibliometrics toolkit. From talking to people earlier at lunch, a lot of you have already heard of MyRI, but I suppose what I, what I want to do is give you a little bit of background about MyRI, the fact that actually it's still ongoing, and I think people might be interested in that point of view, and I'll talk about some recent updates. And then I'll also talk about how we have used MyRI in Dublin City University Library to support bibliometric support um, at DCU. Okay, so in terms of the project, how it came about. It actually came about following a funding call in May 2010, and the funding call was from the National Digital Learning Resource Initiative, which is actually the equivalent of JORAM in the UK. It's the National Digital Learning Repository in Ireland. And they put out a funding call in May 2010, and my colleague, Roz Pan from UCD, got very excited about this funding call and came and talked to a number of, of other colleagues in other libraries and she actually became the project lead. And the whole aim of the project was to develop materials that supported a blended approach to teaching and education, well, teaching and learning in the area of bibliometrics. So it was aimed very much at those providing courses in bibliometrics, so librarians, but also then the end user, or obviously our research students, our staff, and indeed administrators and other colleagues across the university, but very much aimed at ourselves. And the big thing about it was that we would share our, our knowledge, our expertise, and our skills, and particularly our resources, because a lot of us already had pre-existing resources in this area, so that we could share them um, with ourselves and obviously with the community at large. And then the idea then to develop quality, reusable learning um, resources so that they could be reusable and available and open access for, for everyone. So we were actually awarded 10K, and this was matched by staff time. You couldn't spend that money, obviously, with a lot of projects on staffing. So we, we ended up spending it on um, marketing purposes and also on um, some software that we got as well. So the timeline was actually really tight. Initially, it was July 2010 to November, but we extended it by a few months. But even still, I think we did a lot in the nine-month period, as you'll see. So that's the background to the project. So why the project? Well, obviously, we were all working, working in libraries. We were supporting researchers. We've been supporting researchers in this area for a long time. We've been, you know, obviously since the H-Index came out, but from way back, one of the top journals in my field, we were all getting the similar questions. But demand was growing in recent years. We don't actually have a research um, assessment exercise like, like the, the REF in Ireland. However, it's a hot topic in Ireland and for strategic purposes um, in our, within our institutions and indeed nationally from our funding bodies, it's, it's, a, it's a very important area. So there was an increase in the number of queries that the library staff certainly were getting in terms of um, bibliometrics and support in that area. So in terms of the project team, we came together, I think initially from the funding call you had to have three institutions working together. We ended up with four libraries, and the libraries being UCD, University College Dublin, Dublin City University, Dublin Institute of Technology, and the National Uni University of Ireland in Maynooth. And then we also involved some academic staff from two departments, particularly the um, School of Computer Science and Informatics out in University College Dublin. So an interesting group, it ended up being a lot of people. There was a core project team, there was actually a lot of people involved behind the scenes in developing the resources. So in terms of the toolkit, 
The toolkit comprises the main kind of output of the project is the online tutorial. However, underpinning the online tutorial are other materials, so presentations for, for workshops, um, PowerPoint presentation, worksheets, data sheets, posters, booklets, video material, um, lesson plans in terms of pick and mix and how you might present a workshop aimed at research students or research staff. And then also then the main output being the online tutorial, which was developed into three modules. So that's the toolkit. The slides are just an, an actually um, just a demo, an image of some of the um, actual outputs. So we would have the basic worksheets, but they're actually that could be a worksheet. For example, that one there is Metrics for, for Measuring Personal Impact. That's a two-hour worksheet that you could use in a workshop situation and take people through elements of it or take them through the entire two-hour period. So the idea was that these were flexible resources and reusable in terms of... Um, you had a choice in terms of how you'd use them. Then we have what's called product profiles in terms of all the products that, that are mentioned in the, in the tutorial. We have links to product profiles. And then some just general work... or product profiles, some data sheets just around maybe the product or maybe where should I publish journal ranking tools and a data sheet which could also be used as a poster. So I think in total there's about 70 of those kind of items in the toolkit. 70 plus. Also exhibition posters which we've used ourselves. Um, the main bibliometrics, the basics, taking people through that. Journal ranking tools and then bibliometrics for individual assessment as well. So all these are available on the toolkit. And then the tutorial itself. So that's what the tutorial looks like. Um, it was divided into three modules. I'll tell you a bit more about that. In terms of the presentation, it was similar. The National Digital Learning Repository, similar to Dorm, it's actually a DSpace repository. So this is how it looks. Um, all the materials are in the community. Our, it's a smart cop, but that's our community, the MyRI community in DSpace. However, we wanted a more accessible interface, so we created a website for MyRI, and that's the address, www.ndlr.ie slash MyRI. So that's where you can go, and you can access the online tutorial directly, and then you can click on workshops and presentations for the data sheets and worksheets, but you'll be brought then straight into the um, DSpace repository to access those. So that's the main access route. In terms of the tutorial, then, we broke it down into three modules. So module one was obviously to provide an overview of bibliometrics, the whole subject. Module two then focuses on the, the main bibliometric tools that are available to track and assess research performance at the individual, departmental, institutional, country level. We did kind of concentrate on the individual and then look at the departmental, but we mentioned the institutional and country level as well. And possibly that's with some, some recent updates around the institutional level and the departmental level, and that could potentially grow as, as, as things move forward as well. And then Module 3 looked in detail at the journal impact factor, um, but also additional journal metrics as well, and em the emerging journal ranking tools. Okay, to develop the tutorial, we used Articulate Studio, and that was something we were able to purchase with the funding, and we found that that was a really easy tool to use, and you can create visually engaging content and interactions. And as part of the project, we also got training in the use of Articulate Studio. And we've gone on to develop other materials using that software. I'm sure it's quite common. A lot of people are using Articulate Studio. OK, 
Okay, one element, um, a big part of the project, I guess, was to involve academic staff and research staff themselves and have those video interviews available um, in the tutorial. They're also available on YouTube and you can embed them into a classroom situation. You don't have to go into the tutorial, you can just play the Dean of Research, for example, from uh, the Vice President for Research from the National University in Maynooth talking about bibliometrics and how they use them at the institutional level or Dermot Diamond talking about them at the um, individual research student level, early career researcher, and then Professor John Walsh giving an excellent interview from the School of Geological Sciences talking about um, benchmarking their school and demonstrating impact for their entire school and how he went about that. So we employed uh, recent graduates actually from Dublin City University, multimedia students, to come back and um, do those interviews for us. So we had six people in total, um, four main interviews, Three questions, very simple questions. How do you use bibliometric data? What are the issues that you see in using them? So very simple questions. But it actually came down to 3.5 hours um, of video, which we edited down to 11 individual videos that you can then obviously use for different purposes. In terms of building the, the actual tutorial, we had different groups taking Module 1, Module 2, Module 3, but then the, the whole um, MyRI team sat down then and looked at a draft of the tutorial content, and we had a worksheet, so they went through each element and commented on each element, and that really helped actually in terms of feedback, in terms of improving the content. We then certainly, and we were able to in DCU to have a review meeting and invite academic and research staff and indeed staff from the research office to come over to a training session where they could actually look at um, the MyORI tutorial as well and comment again using those sheets they were able to provide useful feedback. And the feedback was um, very good at the time, very positive feedback. Minor amendments like typos and links um, and then the only kind of downside about which probably people familiar with Articulate Studio will know is you can't link in between. It seems like an obvious thing, but the, you couldn't with that um, Articulate Studio version we were using. You can't link to pages within it, so you have to say, please go back and see 2.2.3 or whatever. But that was a minor, a minor problem. Okay, so in terms of what it offers the broader community in terms of customization and use, all the printed materials can be downloaded for editing in PowerPoint or Word, very straightforward. You can also customize and edit the online tutorial. So you can, we have the, the unpublished files from Articulate available on the repository and via the website, so you can download those files and repurpose that content. You can rebrand it, you can put your own branding on it. Um, if you, to, to do it actually in, with Articulate software, we use the two, two modules are, which are called Presenter and Engage. And then we do have some Captivate and Camtasia tutorials in there as well. And again, if you have that software, you can edit those as well. And then we do have instructions for how to download and edit the online tutorial available via the website. So people have done it, which is interesting. People have customised it. These are just two examples where somebody took it and pretty much kept it as is. This was, um, uh, I think it's a college, it's a university, actually, Queen Mary University in Scotland. They took out the Irish context, where we gave the Irish context, context and put in the Scottish context, which was actually very good um, and very straightforward and very easy for them to do that. They just changed a few images as well and obviously put in their, they didn't, they kept the MyOI logo, but put in their own details. And then this was another institute, um, I can't remember just for a minute which one it was, but they actually developed it as part of another um, tutorial, I think it's a, 
that's just the, it's the seventh module as part of another research tutorial, which I thought was actually an interesting way to do it as well. And it's something we could certainly look on in terms of building it, um, building it going forward as well. So customization has happened, and certainly use with um, when you actually go go to the web and just see who is using MyRI and who's referring to it. There's lots of people using the tutorial, which is great in terms of obviously satisfying from our point of view. But that was the whole idea that we were not everybody didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We were sharing our resources, building materials that would be available for the entire community again to enhance and build on, and hopefully we'll get material back as well going forward as well. So that was the whole idea. So recent updates. Um, the project ended in, in March 2011, right, March 2011, and then we had a smaller kind of ongoing maintenance group. And I suppose the, the emphasis was always put on maintenance, that we weren't going to be able to do too much, that we just really wanted to maintain it, to keep it as up-to-date if things went really out of date, we would um, make amendments. I think very quickly, actually, Web Science changed their interface very quickly mm -hmm. after launch. And sometimes we wouldn't make those changes, but it was quite significant interface change, so we did have to go into those Camtasias and other engaged elements and change the actual images. Um, but for other minor things, we actually wouldn't. In Scopus, there's been minor changes, but fundamental steps are still the same, so there was no point in going making huge changes. So recent um, just minor additions and major additions in Module 2, we added information about Google Scholar citations and MS Academic Search, the list of tools with the link to a product profile. We updated information around article-level metrics that we've just been talking about. Um, we rearranged content, actually, and, head and added a new heading um, called Benchmarking Research Performance tools and tips. And the reason we did that, we had talked about um, essential science indicators and measuring performance at a group or institutional level, but we thought because in Ireland there had been a project, a national citation data project, where we all, the university, had, had access to insights, so we suddenly became very familiar with insights and the whole, you know, better tools to allow us to benchmark our institutional performance against other institutions. So we added some information around that tool as well and how we were using it. So, And then Module 3, we added some information on Google Scholar metrics as well. So they're about to just go out. Um, in terms of the benchmarking performance, we were able to kind of move that video um, of John Walsh talking about how they used essential science indicators and scopus when they were looking at their own department. So that kind of sat nicely as an introduction to the whole area of the benchmarking. Um, we added some case studies on using insights. And these were case, two case studies that were done actually by my colleague at DCU, our science librarian, uh, working with an individual researcher who was going for promotion and wanted to um, get additional metrics other than the number of um, publications and citations. So we were able to, using insights, just to see the average citations per paper for their own institution in the subject area and other institutions in Ireland in that subject area and the UK. And obviously she came out very well in terms of that table. So other ways to tell the story, to tell the good story um, in terms of her as an individual, then obviously in terms of departments as well. So that was just an example that's gone into the tutorial. And this is one at using insights again just at the um, departmental level. This was actually for a quality review exercise. And it was a fa for a faculty um, in a review exercise. So to, just to highlight the subject areas in that faculty, um, which their, their own institution's impact about the subject area exceeds the world average. And we looked at it then across the world, the UK, the OECD, and the Irish averages. And you can see where they're, they're talking about. So we've added some information there to the tutorial. 
Um, then just in terms of ourselves in DCU and how we use, have used my ROI, obviously we've used it in terms of just the whole idea was to help us when we're doing training and offering workshops. So we've used it in workshops. We've had workshops in measuring the research impact, bibliometrics for your CV, and then journal impact and analysis workshops. And we very much base it on MyRI. So you can see it, we've got MyRI up there. We use the MyRI branded materials. We take them through the worksheets. We give them the data sheets and all of that. So it's, very, it's really, really helped us. It was brilliant to get all, that, um, all those resources that we didn't have to create ourselves to have those shared and made available then to um, our researchers and research students. And then obviously we use MyRI materials for individual support. Something very simple, like you get a phone call around... I don't know how to use the JCR, I've heard of the JCR, what is the top journal in my area? And you can send them over the worksheet, the data sheet on using the JCR and finding a journal, the top journal in your subject area. So very simple things like that. Um, but those materials are there, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And then just to, to finish really, just because I know that the, the whole idea of this session was to talk about how we're supporting um, bibliometrics offering bibliometric support within our institutions. Just then in DCU, it's a collaborative approach in DCU between the library and the research support services. The research support services have a research officer who actually has responsibility for research assessment and reporting within the institution. So it's very much at the institutional level, but of course um, lots of queries can come her way, so it's important that we liaise very closely. And in, she was actually involved in the Insights Project as well. There was a member of each library, um, each university's research support services was part of that project, plus our institutional analysis officers were on that project. So that actually was an, an ideal forum in, in which to kind of collaborate um, on the, in, in the whole area of bibliometrics. So we would work closely with her. And our plan really is to kind of develop a more coordinated approach together in terms of publicising why you might go to the research office for some and why you might come to the library for others. In terms of the library, we have a team of subject librarians. We, we did have a few years ago for a number of years a research, dedicated research support librarian. We lost that half-time post. So the subject librarians would be the people who, who those queries would come to and they would support the individual researchers and academics, but also principal investigators might come to them. Equally, they might go to the research office, but we have worked with um, faculty deans, heads of schools, and obviously when we're attending research committees. But we will do that now very closely with this person in the research office, particularly when we're going beyond the individual at the school and faculty level. And that's working. That's, it's easy for us. We're a small institution. But she's one person, and we can work closely with her. So I just thought I'd finish up just on DCU then itself. So thank you. Does anyone have any questions for Alan? You're really quite the <laughs>